0: Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention?
1: No. Do you think I deserve it? What? Do you think I deserve your full attention?
0: I had to swear an oath before we began this deposition, and I don't want to perjure myself, so I have a legal obligation to say no.
1: Okay? No.
0: You don't think I deserve your attention? I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try, but there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things that no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I adequately answer your condescending question?
2: everybody this is ed hoffman and welcome to the main event i'll open up with that clip from the social network since uh, we got to see two days of uh mark zuckerberg uh testifying in front of senators and congressmen all week about stupid stuff that doesn't matter and you know i guess uh, this week was was a uh, little less stupid because they were talking more more about uh censorship than the fact that people 's privacy had been uh, had been violated. you know imagine that people on Facebook wanting privacy ah, i don 't know was that an oxymoron i don 't know doesn't doesn 't make much sense to me but we 'll talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes. But uh and then I used uh, uh that Toby Keith uh opening for Who's Your Daddy mostly just cuz I it's, my wife Dawn likes the, it's my her favorite song for me to sing uh when we do karaoke. Not that we do that very often anymore but cuz we don't have any time to do this do such things plus my karaoke machine broke. So uh but anyway, we're going to talk about stuff that's going on this week and in the second half uh I'm doing an interview with a uh a, a candidate for assembly here in California for a very, very important election, no matter whether you live in in the this district or not, and we're going to talk about to Bill Asaley uh, in the second half. But first, before I go on to the stuff that's happening, before I go on to that, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, president Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located here in Southern California, offices all over the place, doing business in California and Arizona and a few other states on their way. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are still fantastic opportunities in real estate, you just got to get your hook in the water and go fishing. Um, You can find them. If you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone for one reason or another... Uh, Go to my website, wccloans.com. That's www.wccloans.com. And uh, click on the, you'll get all kinds of mortgage information, but click on the Loan Center, click on Apply Now, give me as much information as you want to give me, and tell me how much information you want back. That'll pop up on my my team's computer screens, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, uh, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury. Uh, Aaron uh Fredericks or uh, myself and if you're talking to one of them you're talking to me we uh work team on all of our all of our uh, all of our loans on our team and uh so uh so at one point or another you probably will talk to me uh during this and surprisingly I go to work every day just like you so uh and I lead my I lead my company to the victory in the mortgage business to help you guys get in houses if you're looking to, to buy, looking to refi, looking to help get your uh, kids out of your basement off your uh, living room couch or if you need a reverse mortgage, a lot of people, a lot of people, I can't believe the the wave of people looking at reverse mortgages right now. Um, if you're 62 or old, older and you feel like you have more life than you have money and you want to tap into some of the equity in your, in your house, not that you have to pull money out, but maybe you want to stop just making mortgage payments and uh let your kids deal with it later and you know transfer some. hey you know what i'm not going to make mortgage payments so my mortgage is going to be higher when i die and pass it on to my kids yeah but your bank account will be bigger so it's all going to be the, it's all it will all washed out if you want to get some clarity on that call me or go to wccloans.com so 8556402020 or wccloans.com um if there's any part of the show you want repeated you can go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N, dot net. click on the podcast page, and you can hear this show as well as several past shows, and uh, you can also get the podcast on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, and uh, you can, uh, I know on iTunes, I don't know about SoundCloud, but on iTunes you can subscribe and have it download to your uh, your phone or your computer or your your iPad or your MaxiPad or your MiniPad or your uh any of those things and uh, have it download once a week for free and uh you can listen to it anytime you want. <clears throat> so if the times I'm on the radio aren't convenient there's plenty of other options to not miss the main event. Since you guys are uh, not paying attention as much as I do, you don't uh, you don't have the the insight like I do and even if you do you're probably not as probably just not as clear as I am. Uh so I owe it to you guys to keep doing this so you understand what the right thing is out there. So anyway, uh, let me see. What else did I leave out? If you want to follow follow me on Twitter, uh, it's at Ed Hoffman. I tweet tweet all week long usually. And uh, Facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman is our uh, is our show Facebook uh, account. And if you want to leave me some comments on the show, if you want to leave me some comments on this show, <clears throat> say, hey, that was a good show. Or, hey, what are you thinking, man? You stupid at something? 855-640-2092. I try to remember to do that at the end of the show. Um but sometimes I forget, so I have notes down to say it at the beginning of the show. So let's talk about what's going on this week. Oh, you know what? I missed the uh, Unite IE last week and I know it was a I know it was a great event. I saw lots of uh people posting from it. Uh Sebastian Gorka and uh Katie Hopkins and uh uh our our hopefully our next uh, governor um Mr uh Travis Allen and uh, uh, who I'm planning on having him on before the uh, June the June primaries um, lots of important stuff I know there are some some words hey where's Ed Hoffman and his guys? Sorry, I was in New York with my wife and we were uh we did a Broadway show. We actually went to a Yankee game. I don't know who won, but I've been to Yankee Stadium now and I sat in some really good seats and I ate one of those two foot long hot dogs and I drank a big beer and then uh it was about twenty degrees outside and Don I said, you know what, our tickets came with uh club access. We went in the club where it was warm and uh sat at the bar and watched the rest of the game. Well, we sat at the bar anyway, and uh so and then we rode the subway back to uh to the Trump Soho. Well, the, the hotel formerly known as the Trump Soho. And you know, what's funny. It was while we we're there, um, we bought this, we bought this package to stay at the Trump Soho for, uh, for a weekend and say, Hey, you know what? It's, it's New York city. Who cares where we stay? It's going to be great. And, uh, Soho is about, Two, two, th- two or three miles from Times Square. We usually stay in Times Square if we're just going to screw off. And because uh, it's where it's closest to where most all the fun stuff is. And uh, so this time we were at the Trump Soho because we, we made a donation to the Riverside Area Rape Crisis Center. And uh, that was the package we bid on. And uh, they changed it to the Dominique. And while we're there, uh, we went out the first night and then we came back. Let's do a nightcap. And there's a little, there's like a little jazz thing in there a uh, little club there's uh, two bars in the in the restaurant one of them's a little oh let's go in here they got music the music lasted about five minutes after we uh, walked in and then uh, turned off I don't know if it was something about us hey these people don't look like they're jazz people Um, but kind of clicky kind of a weird little little uh little uh, uh mood in there little mood little vibe and I asked the guy when I went up to pay my bill I go hey what's with the vibe in here he goes well this place used to be the Trump Soho and I go yeah I know he goes, Well, Trump's not very popular in Soho, so it was, wasn't really a good thing. So we changed the name of it. We're kind of rebranding it. And I go, Well, I like Trump, so uh I'm here and you guys can be Trump all you want. So <clears throat> anyway, that's what that was one of the, the unique experiences we had in uh, in New York City while you guys were being conservative. We were hanging out with Democrats. Uh but of course being part of being in California, that's part of the life experience uh dealing with democrats. Okay, so uh but we'll talk we'll talk more about that especially in the second half of the show. But let's talk about what's going on on the national front right now. Uh special counsel Robert Mueller has uh is supposed to be investigating whether Trump campaign colluded with Russia to interfere in our election. And I hate to keep talking about this, but it keeps getting more and more ridiculous because I'm really tired of the Russia thing, but this week he continued to outdo himself when it came to investigating things that have nothing to do with Russia on this election, or the election. Monday, Mueller sent the FBI agents to raid the office and the home and the hotel room of President Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. Remember Michael Cohen, the guy they said made a trip to the Middle East or to Russia or something, and they didn't check before they released it to the news whether it was the same Michael Cohen. Um... I don't know. To me, to me, I thought uh, rating rating my personal attorney's stuff to get information on me is uh, is against the law. But apparently, not if you're a uh, if you're a Republican. I guess it's okay. You can do anything you want. What were they looking for as they used their overreach to breach uh, President's attorney-client privilege information on Cohen's one hundred and thirty thousand dollar payment to Stormy Daniels? who's not a Russian, had nothing to do with the election, and uh, so-called records related to the 2005 Access Hollywood tape to find out whether Cohen played a role in suppressing the tape during the election. Well, I don't know. FBI is supposed to be part of the law enforcement, and as I understand it, um, whatever happened with Stormy Daniels may have violated uh, Trump's marriage vows, but I don't know where that that goes to breaking the law, nor uh, suppressing a tape. That was uh, on a hot mic that he didn't even know was hot. Trump talking like a guy uh, to another guy, and I don't know where that's against the law either. And I thought they're supposed to be. Apparently, they're apparently they're trying to make this about campaign finance. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But you know, no one can make these these developments sound groundbreaking like CNN. Listen to this intro with uh, Wolf Blitzer and Gloria Borger.
0: Gloria, you have new reporting on the FBI raid. Why Why is it significant that agents were looking information on the Access Hollywood tape?
3: Well, the warrant's specific reference to Donald Trump is really the first known direct mention of the president in a search warrant. And it appeared in connection with the now infamous Access Hollywood tape, our sources said. And that search warrant also saw communications between then-candidate Trump, and his associates regarding efforts to prevent disclosure of the tape, according to our sources. And I have to tell you, Wolf, that the warrant is really the first indication that investigators suspect that there was any effort to uh, to suppress this tape before it came out. And we don't know uh, if there was one. We don't know if Michael Cohen was involved in any way or if then-candidate Donald Trump was in any way involved but it's clear uh from our reporting that that's what they're looking at,
2: yeah now, and, uh, and why are they looking at that? who cares? who cares well, if there was an effort to suppress it so suppressing hey you know what if uh if you know what if uh you know there was an effort to suppress uh I went and and uh, met with a buddy of mine years and years and years ago and uh and we went I was actually borrowing money back when I was poor and uh and I and I drove over and I picked him up and he we drove over to an ATM and he lent me two hundred bucks back when I was poor and uh, you know, twenty five, thirty years ago. Uh no I guess it was probably about I've been in the mortgage business for twenty nine years, so it's probably thirty years ago. And uh and on the way back, we drove through Jack in the Box. And uh, at the time, they were having these chicken mushroom sandwiches. And this is a famous, famous story in my family. Um, when I came back, and uh, and I got, I got one that I ate on the way back. And uh, my buddy got two of them, and I took him back to his office. And uh, when I got back, I walked up, and Don and, and I weren't married yet. And uh, she goes, uh, did uh, you guys go to lunch? And I go, no. And she goes well, because we didn't go to lunch. We drove through Jack in the Box. And she goes, "Well, what's that on your shirt?" And there's a mushroom on my shirt. So you know what? Had I seen that mushroom, I would have suppressed that information by picking the mushroom off my shirt and eating it to to make sure and get rid of the evidence. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a. Uh, I, I don't think that's a, a, against the law. And I don't think because um, Don and I were going to go to lunch when I got back, and I get back, hey. Did you go to lunch? I didn't go to lunch. I didn't, didn't say I didn't eat anything. I just said I didn't go to lunch. So anyway, so if this guy is trying to keep the suppress a tape, what is the problem? Hey, I don't want this being played to the to the media because right, wrong, and there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm sure he said and you've said and I've said that I wouldn't want going out on the on the airwaves. So uh, that's my comment. Of course, CNN isn't the only place where the raid of Michael Cohen's office was celebrated. Steve Schmidt, a, uh, a rhino who worked for the Bush White House and sabotaged John McCain's campaign in 2008. Of course, I don't know that John McCain probably could have sabotaged his own campaign. He's, uh, he's now an MSNBC uh, analyst. He seems to think our founding fathers had things like this in mind when they wrote the Bill of Rights.
0: If you listen closely tonight, you, you can hear the faint applause from heaven of this country's founding fathers who bequeathed to us a nation where the rule of law is supreme. We are a nation of laws.
2: I don't know that the founding fathers really had that in mind. Uh, you know, uh, hey, let's have a, a legitimately elected president. The people have stated, their, uh, their, have made their decision, and let's spend the whole first term trying to accuse him of something and figure out what happened. With uh, why did uh, how come Hillary lost? I think it's ridiculous. Uh, one more from PMSNBC, PMS, NBC, Joy Reid went to a whole new level of crazy when she started fantasizing about this whole thing ending with Trump being apprehended by federal marshals and resisting arrest.
3: What if he refuses to uh, open the White House door? what if the secret you know will the, can, what if he fires any secret service agent um, who would allow the federal marshals in? What if Donald Trump simply decides I don't have to follow the law. I refuse to be uh, held under the law no marshal can get into this White House and any secret Service agent that defies me is fired
2: yeah- oh, oh my God what if what if, what if
1: what if at a key moment in the game my my uniform bursts open and uh oops, my bosom's come flying out that that might might draw a crowd right <laughs> you think there were men in this country who
2: ain't seen your bosom yeah, well, what if no no telling what if what, what if Martians land in the White House and they come in and abduct uh President Trump and what and they put a they put a uh, alter ego in there. Here's White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders summing up what we all know the special counsel is doing.
3: The president certainly has been clear that he has a very deep concern about the direction that the special counsel and other investigations have taken. Uh, this investigation started off as Russia rush of collusion, of which there was none. Uh, that has been very clear that nothing has come up over the last year, and the president has spoken at length on this topic. While the media continues to focus on this, despite the fact that there's been no evidence after a year, we're going to continue to stay focused on the issue.
2: So, you know, I think what we're all wondering here is, where is our attorney general neutered jeff sessions apparently uh apparently when he left for he left for uh left for work in uh january uh 2017 his wife kept his man parts in her purse and uh, i know all of us married guys can relate with that sometime but apparently uh he left her in alabama and he's been in washington dc without his man parts so <coughs> you know i know he recused himself from everything everything that has to do with russian collusion because he didn't know if he because he was involved in the campaign and who knows who he talked to? You know, he said, "Hey, I was at the uh, the Republican convention. Uh, I talked to a lot of people. I don't know who they are. You know, if I if I say I didn't talk to a Russian person, then you come up with a, a tape or a video of me talking to someone I didn't know was Russian. How do I know?" Um, so he recused himself, trying to be the up and up kind of guy that we want for a uh, for a uh, attorney general. But you know what? Uh, this has gone beyond Russian collusion. At some point, that our top uh, um, law enforcement officer. Our attorney general needs to step in and say, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! You've gone beyond what I recuse myself from, and you need to, you need to be pulled back. This you're you're going way beyond, way out of your bounds to do this stuff, and you're just you're a distraction and a waste of money for the country. He should, but you know, yeah, uh, I, you know, I just don't know if people from Alabama can. You know, they encumber you with, with, uh, with, with hospitality. They they're not used to being mean and ugly and getting in your face. So, uh, Anyway, that's uh, what we're all wondering. Where is Jeff Sessions? How come he doesn't engage in just about anything uh, or that we know of? Anyway, so let's go on. So let's talk about the Zuckerberg Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg testified on Capitol Hill for two days this week answering questions from senators on Tuesday, congressmen on Wednesday. So we had uh, Michael Cohen raid on Monday. We had the congressional questioning of Mark Zuckerberg on Tuesday. And Wednesday the Senate came in. Uh, or the senators came in, then the congressman came in. Anyway, uh, his appearance was requested after reports that the firm Cambridge Analytica gained access to 87 million Facebook users' data during the uh, 2016 election season. If you've been listening the last couple weeks, you already know I don't care. I don't care. If If you want privacy, stay off Facebook. I mean, it's ridiculous some of the things I see on Facebook. Not only are people in California and and elsewhere in this country stupid and have and, and don't even want you know what they say it's better to it's better to remain silent and thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt you know what there are some people on Facebook that are just Hey, you know what? They just want to advertise. Hey, I'm stupid. I'm a moron. I don't understand how our country works. I don't understand. I don't understand what the what what is right and what is wrong. I don't understand what should be considered. What we should be caring about. And uh, and they're just stupid. So uh, so I don't care about all this stuff uh, about being. So you know, if you want to go into a restaurant and take a picture of your food and tell everybody, "Hey, look what I'm having for breakfast. I got a grand slam." Two eggs, two bacon, two sausage, and two pancakes. Today at Denny's. Yeah, every day at Denny's for the last 60 years. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> if you're dumb enough to, to put your whole life on social media, I know some people, I could tell some stories about the stuff I read. And some of them are, some of them are my employees and my friends and people I know, people I call friends uh, that I just go, what are you thinking, the stuff you put on Facebook? Uh, of course, my wife got mad at me for posting a picture of uh, her eating a hot dog at uh, at Yankee Stadium. You know, hey, I'm saying, hey, hey, we're at Yankee Stadium. Here we are. It's freezing. I'm all bundled up. And I know I already ate my hot dog. And I know all my friends say, hey, the only reason I go to baseball games that I would ever go to a baseball game. Cause I don't care about baseball games. I don't care about basketball games. I don't care about football games. I don't care about any of that stuff that is meaningless to me, except for I like to eat hot dogs and I like to drink, drink alcoholic beverages and be in that environment. So once a year I go to a place like this, but this time I went for the, to, Hey, let's go to Yankee stadium. We're in, we're in New York. We don't have any plans. Let's just do stuff off the fly. So we got some tickets off StubHub and went to the, went to the game and, since uh, I was sitting there doing a selfie and I already ate my hot dog and drank my beer and Don was still eating her. So I waited for her to stick the hot dog in her, in her mouth before I snapped the picture. And uh, needless to say, I got beat up about the head and shoulders for that, for posting that. But I didn't think it was any big deal. I thought it was symbolic that Don and I are at a baseball game. We're eating hot dogs. So <clears throat> although we hit, let's get back to Facebook. Although we hear Zuckerberg say the word "senator" and congressman hundreds of times over the course of two days, we didn't get to hear – what we didn't get to hear is Zuckerberg admitting that Facebook has been censoring conservatives, ads, news outlets, and even candidates for the past several years. Listen to him to deny this to Ted Cruz.
3: You say
0: that you have fifteen to 20,000 people working on security and content review. Do you know the political orientation of those fifteen to 20,000 people engaged in content
1: review? Uh, no, Senator. We do not generally ask people about their political orientation when they're joining the company.
2: Yeah, BS. You know that. You know that they do. And uh, tell that to Diamond and Silk, the pro-Trump African American YouTubers who have had their Facebook page posts and videos reach dramatically re- their reach dramatically reduced over the past six months. This week, the ladies received their notification from Facebook. The decision is final and not appealable, appealable in any way. That they're they're a danger to the community. For those of you who don't know who Diamond and Silk are, let me play this little this little piece.
3: Silk to this week, Ball Up, Stupid Girl. Well, Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. I don't give a darn if they start talking about what happened last week, what he tweeted yesterday. Uh-huh. You come back with, he's your president, he's your president. I don't care about what happened 10 years ago. We don't care. I don't care about who slept with who, who shot J.R., who did what. I don't. Let's look at Obama's parenting. Yeah. You know, he fed us so much sugar, honey, iced tea that the American people started walking around constipated. That's right. You know, we and our content, our brand, unsafe for the community. We don't sell drugs. We're not laying out in the streets. we not no thugs. We don't belong to no gang. So how are we unsafe to the community? What's unfair about it is that you're not allowing our people that like and follow our face to view us because you think, you said, who? who on what's unsafe that's because right. i've seen a lot of things on facebook shootings and killings, and people being beat with stilettos they let that get millions of views and that seemed unsafe to me we signed up with facebook they didn't say that this platform was for only liberal views that's right <laughs> facebook gonna get this together that's right okay because we're not afraid of no facebook that's right they gonna get they act together together or they gonna be a face without the book
2: yeah, and uh, eventually Mark Zuckerberg actually apologized and said it was a uh, it was a mistake. It was a, a mistake on their uh, on their security or their uh, their their uh, people that, that that monitor this stuff. And uh, I didn't actually hear an apology, but he said he he apologized. Diamond and Silk said they haven't heard from. Him. Anyway, we'll talk more about this in the future shows because I'm all out of time for this uh, for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for part two where we talk to Bill Saley. Don't go away. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't usually talk about mortgages on the, on the radio too much because I think you guys find it boring. But if you hear somebody who thinks like you and you need a mortgage, a reverse mortgage, a refinance, a purchase, you need some help with financing some real estate, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020, or go to WCCLoans.com. Okay, most of our listeners are in California where we have the highest gasoline tax in the country after Hawaii. We're now paying 41 cents per gallon of gasoline, which is 40%. 40% more, 41 cents per gallon more, 40% more than we paid last year. Of course, we're paying a dollar a gallon more uh, then you pay in Arizona, just the state next door to us, because of all our taxes here. Our average uh, price per gallon is three thirty-two, well above the national average of two f- two fifty-two, according to AAA. And now we're paying more more for vehicle registration, all thanks to passage of SB one, the bill that uh, allowed uh, Governor Moonbeam to raise California's gas tax by twelve cents per gallon. Raised our uh, registration fees anywhere from twenty-five to one hundred and seventy-five. Seems to me, I remember a guy, uh, Gray Davis, that used to be our governor. And we spent about a gazillion dollars doing a recall vote so that we could have a special election and spend another gazillion dollars putting in uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger into the the governor's mansion. So uh, anyway, uh, we just don't have Jerry Brown to thank for that. We can also thank members of our state senate and assembly who voted for it, one of whom represents the 60th district. Um, and for those of you that don't know where the 60th district is, it's a northwestern corner of Riverside County, including Corona, Eastvale, El Cerrito, Harupa Valley, Norco, and part of Riverside. Uh, the Democrats name that was uh, one of the two decisive votes is Sabrina Cervantes. The good news is we have a primary election coming up on June 5th. And the top two primaries, and I'm say the top two, the top two people that get the most votes end up being in the general election. Uh, fortunately, I think there's only two in this election But we still need to get out and vote But uh, California state executives' offices are up for grabs Including all 80 seats in the California State Assembly The Republican challenging Sabrina Cervantes for the 60th district seat Is Bill Asaley, an assistant U.S. attorney who lives in Corona He joins me now Bill Asaley, welcome to the main event Thank you, Ed, happy your, to be here Your first your first live in-studio event This is it On the radio Welcome. First to, one you'll, you'll always remember this one because it'll be the best so uh, Bill is so committed to undoing the damage of SB one that he's made his campaign announcement back in February at the 76 Station on Green River in Corona. Everybody in in Corona knows where that is. Everybody who travels the 91 knows where that is. Bill, is it true that Ser- Sabrina Cervantes and her fellow Democrat Richard Roth struck a 420 million deal, 420 million dollar deal in exchange for their votes for SB one? I hear it was the toll road to connect the 91 to the 15.
1: Absolutely, and Sabrina knew. This is a terrible, terrible vote for her district. I mean, Corona, Norco, Eastvale, Riverside, these are commuter districts. We all have to get up in the morning, get on that 15, that 91 freeway, and that colossal traffic and drive to Orange County just to afford to live. I don't. <laughs> well, you're fortunate. The rest of us do. So she knew this is not going to be a popular popular vote there because we're doing most of the driving, repaying we'll most of this tax. In fact, the last estimate I saw was that this is going to cost the average family almost $800 a year. It's probably higher out here because we're doing more tri- driving. Oh, back. that's
2: that's crumbs, according to uh, uh-huh. Nancy Pelosi.
1: Not not to us out here. It's not crumbs. Eight hundred bucks, a couple thousand dollars in
2: taxes. <laughs> that's just crumbs. It's just crumbs, right? But they want to take eight hundred bucks
1: more from you. And, and by the way, this is a regressive tra- tax. Remember, the the Democrats are supposed to
2: be the progressives. Exactly, they're looking out for the little guys. Not true. I was just thinking about that this morning. I say, you know what the the to me, the gas tax goes up. I just pull out my credit card. I slide it in. I don't even look and see what the price is because I got money and I, I will drive gas guzzlers and I really don't care what the price of gas is. I mean, I care, but it doesn't change my life. But for the people that they're bitching about, uh, about that, that we're not, uh, that we're not, uh, we're not protecting them. We're not looking out for little guy, you know, $800 a year is, you know, $75 a month. That's for 75. It's about $70 a month, but it's, uh, that, that's that's significant to them.
1: It's a lot of money. And just think what you could do with that. I mean you could take your whole family to Disneyland. For now. seventy bucks.
2: <laughs> Maybe for eight hundred
1: bucks you could actually take them there. But that's and actually... you won't be able to get in the gate <laughs>
2: I think I think for 800 is...
1: bucks, it's eight hundred bucks that you could be using. Oh, a year okay. a year. Think bucks. about what you could do. Because I was look at when you're paying this money to the government, that takes away options you have for that money elsewhere. Uh-huh. That's money you could have used towards a, vac- a vacation go to Disneyland, maybe to uh, pay down some bills or buy some gifts for Christmas. These are a set of tires, set Pretty of tires. Power. Like this is all the, the, uh, there's cost to this. So also I read a, a interesting stat and, and it's true if you think about it, but one of the biggest impediments to someone getting a job is having access to transportation. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing you can do for someone is if they have access to a car, they can drive to work. That makes a difference in whether they have a job and they don't. And so when you make it more expensive to pay registration, when you make it more expensive to fill up your tank to get to, work you're making it harder for those in the lower income brackets to get a job and to be self-sustainable that's that that's really what i think is the sad part here so how did they sell how did they get her vote for this they bought her vote let's be honest she did not vote in the interest of her constituents she voted the way that the uh sacramento uh democrats told her to vote so they threw her what i will call crumbs they sent her a couple hundred million dollars for transportation projects remember this is a 52 billion dollar
2: bill okay it's going to raise 52 billion dollars so 420 million is that's crumbs that's crumbs
1: and the biggest project she's going to fund with that is a toll road they're going to fund a new toll road connector from the 15 to
2: the 91 so we can pay to drive faster Yes. So you're paying to build the
1: original roads. You're paying the gas tax. You're paying the registration fees. And now they want you to pay if you don't want to sit in traffic. It's really outrageous. In fact, I was on my way to the airport a couple of weeks ago and it was 20 bucks in the morning to go one way. Really? To Orange County. Oh, yeah. From the 15 to go all the way to Orange County, 20 bucks. The alternative is you sit for two hours in traffic. That seems cheap to me. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of money, especially if you're doing a daily commute. Yeah, especially if that's $100 a week. That's a lot of money. So, um, you know, there's also... No,
2: that's $200 a week because that's
1: up and back. There's also something that hasn't been talked about yet, and and I'm going to bring it up here for the first time. There was another deal she cut to get this. Uh, Her dad, Sabrina's dad, was the mayor of Coachella, and he was the district director for uh, Assemblyman Perez. Uh Uh-huh. And... Just maybe it was a coincidence, but at the same time she agreed to vote for this is when Jerry Brown appointed Mr. Perez to the Riverside County Board of Supervisors. And that seat was held by uh the late and great uh Supervisor Benoit, who is a, a good Republican, uh, represented his district. Well, that's who the voters elected. And he passed away in office, and they used that as a political opportunity to change the the political dynamic of the Riverside, Riverside County, County Board of Supervisors. And so... Um to me it's just a coincidence that in addition to getting this money there's also a deal cut where you know the person who's best friends with her dad also becomes a county supervisor picked by Jerry Brown. Yeah, so it's uh it's
2: it sounds very Hillary Clintonish, doesn't it?
1: I look, I'm a former prosecutor and uh, we'd call that a circumstantial case. So <laughs> uh.
2: circumstantial. <laughs> well, according to, well we'll talk we uh, talked about it in the other half of the half, half of the show about uh you know what? What uh? The, what the Mueller investigation is trying to do, Trump? I don't know how this all ties in together. But you know, before we go, before we go on any further, we have people listening all over California and actually all over the country through uh, Red State Radio. Um, why is why should somebody in Los Angeles or San Diego or anywhere else, um, or San Bernardino County? Care about your election. That's a
1: great question. This is an important race if you live anywhere in California because right now the Democrats have a super majority in Sacramento. They don't need a single Republican vote to pass a tax increase. So at this point, I mean, or to there's- pass anything. Well, they can still pass things with a simple majority, but California has built into its constitution that you need a two-thirds vote for tax increases and for constitutional amendments and some other big pieces. And so we can stop that with just winning two seats in California. Mm -hmm. If we win this seat against Sabrina, this is actually the the number one opportunity we have to take out an incumbent. And if we win one other seat, we now have blocked the supermajority in Sacramento. And now the Republicans can actually block things like this car tax increase from happening again.
2: So, like, uh, make sure that you support Bill Asaley to take this uh, seat, and we need one more, and we can actually have the beginning of taking our state back?
1: Yes, we become, as I like to say, relevant again. And we can uh, show the voters that it's actually Republicans that are the party of the middle class, that is the party of making California affordable again, getting jobs out here again instead of chasing them away, start building some homes so we can get home prices down. I mean, we're the guys that are looking out for the common man and woman in California, not yeah. the elite Democrats. Yeah, people
2: don't understand the the, the thing. You know, we've got land here, and there are, there, are, there are builders building houses, but they don't realize that with all the regular, all the regulations and everything in this state, how that slows everything down and makes the price of everything go up. Um, the SBO1 vote happened just about a year ago, and I saw last week you posted a great video on your Facebook page. Happy first birthday to 50, 52 billion dollar hashtag gas tax. Uh, when you're done pumping your $4 gas today, make sure and send a thank you note to assembly member. Sabrina Cervantes for casting the deciding vote to make this gift possible. So are any of these projects actually underway or the Democrats doing what they normally do and just lying to voters? You know,
1: it's a good question. Um, I haven't seen any concrete being poured. Um, So,
2: like, the money that Sabrina got... I do uh, notice things going on on the freeway, but that's been going on as long as I've had a driver's license. They've never stopped working on that.
1: That's, I think, the dirty secret here. All these projects are existing projects that have been in the pipeline for a long time. And so this gas tax was just really used to to fund um, existing projects. So it's not like they've started any co- new construction. And by the way, very little of this money is actually going to go to improve congestion. In fact, I-, I looked it up right before I came in this morning, but there's going to be about $3.5 billion a year that's going to be generated for roads on this uh, this, tax ta- this gas tax. And only $250 million of that is going to go for traffic congestion improvements. So that's less than
2: 7%. So the rest is to get rid of uh, potholes
1: potholes and to build the train to nowhere the train to nowhere tell everybody about
2: the train to nowhere
1: the train to nowhere is jerry brown's uh you know it's his it's his i guess his uh legacy is to build this train that nobody's going to ride the, the train, the bullet train, I think is a massive uh, fraud that's been perpetu- perpetuated on the voters of California. They sold this uh, to the voters back in 2008. And what they said, and frankly, it sounded appealing to a lot of people. And I had friends that voted for it. Um, but they said they're going to build a high speed trail from Los Angeles to San Francisco. And it would get you there in two hours and 40 minutes or less. That's what they said. That would be cool. It would be cool, right? And they said, uh, we're only going to raise about 8 or $9 billion from the voters. The rest is going to be uh, collected through private investors because this is going to be a profitable train that companies are going to want to invest in. We'll jump forward to uh, 2018. Uh, the train's not going to LA. It's, it's in the Central Valley. And uh, it's not going to get anywhere in two hours and 40 minutes. It's going to be a combination of high-speed, low-speed train. And the costs have now exceeded over $70 billion. Um, so... You know, in my world, I'm a former federal prosecutor. When you raise money under certain guarantees, and oh, you're in the loan business, you yeah. know this. So you go out there and you raise money. You say we're going to do this project, and here are the parameters. And all of a sudden, uh, you you go from a nine billion dollar project to an eighty billion dollar project. Uh, that's called fraud. <laughs> and it's a
2: and it's, uh, and it's uh, supposed to be a uh, I don't know six hundred mi- or six uh, maybe a thousand mile, and it turned into a hundred mile. Yeah. I mean, this is nothing but a payoff to the construction
1: uh companies that uh, made this deal with Jerry Brown to pay the lobbyists and, and all his friends so they can have some works and get the unions jobs um out there. That that's all this is. It's just everyone's feeding at the trough. This isn't actually gonna help anyone in California. Um you know I've always said if you want to
2: train, let's build a train to Vegas. <laughs> I think I, I think I heard I think I heard about one from uh, Disneyland to Vegas uh have the hotels fund it? You know, I'm sure people would ride that.
1: Go take a Vegas train, but exactly. I mean, when I want to go to San Francisco or Sacramento, or, you know, Southwest Airlines, it's Southwest, the best thing to be in there. Hour fifteen minutes, you're there.
2: I, w- I will say that you know, if you could jump on a train and be there in in two hours versus uh, showing up an hour early for Southwest and having a few fifty dollar drinks in the in Ontario Airport and flying there and then getting shelled around, if it really happened. And if it wasn't costing costing us so much in tax money because I'm one of those guys that uh has a thirteen point three percent tax rate in in this wonderful state um if it wasn't for the cost and if if it could really happen, I might consider a train at two hours rather than a an airplane ride at an hour plus the drive to the airport plus the drive from the airport plus the rent a car plus the the extra hour and then. It's kind of expensive to drink in the airport while you're waiting for your plane.
1: But not for $100 billion and oh, hell, not, hell no. not the, what they're trying to do now. So this frankly should be shut down or if they want to continue, they need to go back to the voters. They need to go back to the voters and get the voters to read authorize. This is a completely new and different project.
2: Is uh, are the, Do you think if they went back to the voters that the voters would actually – I don't know pull their heads out of the sand or somewhere and uh, and make a, a wise decision? Or they just say, hey, I think a train is cool. Don't matter what it costs. I don't pay taxes anyway.
1: I think voters are educated enough on this issue now to where I don't see them ever approving this, especially when we're being told that we don't have money for basic services anymore in California. We don't have money to fix roads. They're raising our gas tax. We don't have money for a luxury train.
2: Do you think this California voters are that good. smart? We elected Jerry Brown four times.
1: You know – I I believe in the voters, just like I believe in jurors. And I think when they're provided with the accurate information, they generally make the right decision. The problem in California is you have the special interest money. You have Jerry Brown and his cronies up there, and they spend... Hundreds of millions of dollars to deceive and mislead voters and putting out false information.
2: Plus, you realize you realize California has baseball season between now and the election. Do you think they're really going <laughs> to take the time to get the, the real information into their brains?
1: Well, you know, it's up to us to also educate them, right? You got the other side is very active. They spend a lot of money. They're out there messaging, interacting. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we're busy working or whatever, but we have to engage too. And we have to start getting involved in the dialogue and talking to our neighbors, our friends, talking on
2: social media. We have a responsibility as well. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my part. I'm trying to do my part and I'm, and people go, Ed, why are you so hung up on politics? And I said, because they're, de- because our California politics and our national politics are destroying our lives and you don't even notice it. You don't notice it cause you don't pay attention, but you know what the Lakers, hey, who won March Madness? Right. I say, hey, who cares? Right? Doesn't change my life. Doesn't do one little thing in my life. And uh, who won opening day at the baseball? I don't know. I did go to Yankee. I did go to Yankee game while we were in New York last last week, just so I could say I've been to the new Yankee Stadium. And we ate a hot dog and drank a beer. Uh, it was only about twenty degrees, so we sat in our seats for about two innings so uh (laughs) well i tell you i think they made a a huge huge...
1: mistake with this gas tax because people are going to feel this and they're going to notice it they're starting to notice it
2: at the gas pump i understand they notice it the question is and and for my listeners the point i'm trying to make here is is we can't sit on our desk and go oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tell everybody to vote for bill saley or i'm gonna i'm gonna tell everybody to vote for this person or i'm gonna make sure that that i tell everybody yeah but you know what (sighs) june 5th or 6th or whatever the i think it's june 5th is the primary eh, I have to work late that day. I don't think I'm gonna make any effort to vote. You know what? This is the big thing. We have to get off our butts and vote. Because for the most part, every time that we lose an important election it's because Republicans sit on their butts and just don't get out of their don't Correct. don't vote. It's not a question of they vote for the wrong thing. They just don't vote. And I think I think that needs to end. Those who win are the ones that show up. Exactly. So what well those that win the side that wins are the people that show up. Cause I always show up and unfortunately I'm in the minority in my party sometimes, but we need to change that this year. And that's why I'm, that's why I have you here. Cause I'm not in your district. I'm in a couple of districts next to you or one district. I'm in Marino Valley. So, but I, you know, when we talked, when we talked the other day, I go, this is really important. I need to have you on. Um, what can we do to reverse the damage of the SB1? Uh, great question.
1: Uh, go to stopthecartax.com. If you haven't already signed the petition, sign the petition. Make sure your family signs it. Make sure your friends sign it. Your coworkers sign it. Anyone you know, get them to sign it. We're almost there. We're at the home stretch. We have enough signatures now to qualify this on the ballot. However, there's there's a there's some gamesmanship happening here. Um, They want to get 10% more than the requirement because that will avoid a verification of every signature. What Jerry Brown is going to do is say, no, 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 we need to check every signature before we put this on the ballot, which will delay it from going on the ballot in November. So if we can get uh, the 10% threshold, it will be on the ballot this November and we can show up and vote to repeal. The gas tax. So it's it's not stop the gas tax, it's stop the car tax. Sorry, stopthecartax.com. Stop
2: yeah, you told me to stop the car tax, but I just wondered if that was a... a,
1: a Maybe, actually, you know what? We should check that now. <laughs> we should
2: check that. Is it stop the car tax or stop the gas tax? one of the two try them both <laughs> someone some, someone will check it while we're while we're talking um you have other concerns for the state as a former prosecutor you want to make criminal justice reforms that actually keep felons in prison rather than let them out one example you've mentioned of the failures of uh ab 1065 a bill that democrats in the state claim is a crackdown on retail theft i don't know how they i don't know uh i don't know how you call a crackdown letting felons out of jail is a crackdown on retail theft um you say, you say it's exactly the opposite.
1: Yeah, they're not dealing with the underlying problem. Here's the fundamental problem in California. We have a, we've had an explosion in population. And just like we haven't kept up with the infrastructure of our roads, we haven't kept up with the infrastructure of building prisons in California. We don't have enough beds for all the criminals in California. Um, so they have not uh, been building prisons to hold them. So right now, if you're convicted of a low-level offense like theft um, or you know, car theft, any of these other low-level crimes, um, they will not hold you in jail because they don't have space for you. So it doesn't matter. This bill would make, um, I think organized theft a felony. But even if you're sentenced to two years in in, in county jail or prison, you're not going to do a single day because they still don't have the bed space to hold you.
2: Don't you think uh, building uh, new prisons would create jobs?
1: Yes. And it it actually would be a positive on the economy because you're having people that are bringing the economy down by stealing. You've got millions of dollars being stolen out of our retail uh, stores right now. You know, the Targets, the Walmarts, all those groups. They're losing millions of dollars um, through theft. You've got these people who are breaking into our homes. They're stealing our mail. That has a cost on our economy. Huge, huge. So if you uh, incarcerate that, you start deterring
2: that, it's going to be a net positive uh, on us. I can tell you I have been a victim of the mail theft, um, I don't know if I actually if I actually lost any mail, but we had our our uh, cluster box in our neighborhood broken into like three times in two two weeks in a row. And we just got our neighbors together and we got a bulletproof one, and they just drive right by now. If you call the police, the best they can do is give them a ticket right now. Ex- yeah, it's 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 stupid. Let's talk about where you stand on California sanctuary state policies or the lack and the the lack of a border security i know a lot of listeners are wondering uh, where you stand on the president's wall if construction begins on the wall how do you represent those of us in the or those those of those people in your district who support it
1: yeah i mean there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot in that question but the i think the uh, fundamental premise is that our national security our borders is not an immigration issue It's a national defense issue. It's a a national security issue. Uh And I think that's really the way we need to be framing this and talking about it. Because the other side wants to talk about um, how great immigrants are. And I love immigrants. I'm the son of immigrants. This isn't an immigration issue. This is a national security issue. As a federal prosecutor, I could tell you um, the amount of drugs I saw come through those borders. um, Opioids coming through those borders. Fentanyl coming through those borders. And that's being distributed in our communities to our children. I mean it's it's an actual issue. You've got the terrorist component to it. You've got people coming into the border. We have no idea who they are. We don't know what countries they're coming from. We don't know what their intentions are. So we need to have control How old they
2: are they say they're they say they're minors, they're 25. I'm right. a minor unaccompanied.
1: You have no idea. Also there's a um there's a there's a great uh, you know the victimization of immigrants in this process. You've got the coyotes, they got these other people that are um, bringing in these people that want a better life, and I don't fault them for that. I mean, I would want it too. But they you know they charge them five ten thousand dollars to smuggle them, and they're being treated terribly. The women get raped. They get uh, put in these homes with really disgusting, terrible conditions. Some of them, um, you know, die on these on the, on the way here. So you've got a huge ha- human trafficking issue going on there,
2: and the other party doesn't even want to talk about it or acknowledge it. Exactly, exactly. And it's all—it's all just about these aren't illegal humans. There, there's no such thing as illegal humans. Okay, let's think about their safety as well right. as ours and the, well the hey we have a, we have a country let's take care of us first you want cartel members transporting your children across the desert i don't i don't either hey uh you and i met at the Lincoln Club last month and one of the reasons i was impressed cuz you gave what you gave up to run in this election uh you had to resign as assistant us attorney i think that speaks uh to a level of commitment that you have to making california great again but i want to hear our listeners hear hear, uh, hear it from you Tell us uh, what's at stake here.
1: The stake at stake is our state. I mean, we have a super majority of Democrats here who have basically gone off the deep end. We have a, a governor who's obsessed with letting prisoners out of out of jail. Uh, he doesn't want he's putting the interest of criminals above the interest of his citizens. This is really our Maybe our last opportunity, I mean, I hate to say it like that, to make some ground here and prove that the Republican Party is the are the adults in the room, that we are the guys looking out for the citizens, the middle class, the working class, and we can do it this year. It's a non-presidential year, which means that it generally favors uh, you whoever know Repo- shows up. whoever shows up. And uh, we can take out some incumbent Democrats, and that's going to send shockwaves in Sacramento because their narrative is the Republican Party is dead. And I don't believe that. I don't believe it either and I'm a millennial Republican, the son of immigrants, and I'm uh, running. How old are you? I'm 32. Not quite old enough to run for president? No.
2: But you, <laughs> but you can when, run for assembly and build up to it.
1: Yes. I. Uh, well, one step at a time. Let's Let's get to the assembly first and fix California. We have such a great opportunity here. Democrats have run this state into the ground. They're the only party who've been in control for the last 10 years. Our quality of life is 50 out of 50. We are the worst state in the union when it comes to quality of life when it comes to affordability when it comes to education when it comes to safety and they can't
2: blame a single Republican for it because we haven't been in control for we the last no, decade have no power hey we're out of time for this uh, this uh, half of the main event um, Bill thanks for coming in and, uh, and sharing your ideas with you we'll have you back again after the primary um, hey for those of you that live in the 60th district get off your butts on June 5th and go vote don't sit home and say hey, my vote doesn't count your vote does count Probably the whole the whole uh, district, probably a 1,000 votes, uh, is everybody that, that votes in these things.
1: Every vote counts. So please check out our website, takeback60.com, takeback60.com.
2: All right. Bill Saley's running for assembly. Go vote for him. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you next week. The
1: content of this program is- Expressed bills, and Hoffman and is invited
0: guests, and do not necessarily reflect views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker,
1: license number 01147747, and California Finance Lenders, license number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199.